to Sense You're Not Racist. A podcast dedicated to all you self-proclaimed non-racists. One where we discuss the learned biases, microaggressions, and rude questions that perpetuate racism in our country. All the stuff you're never ever guilty of. You know, Sense Sense You're you're Not not racist. Racist. So we are back for Since You're Not Racist, and today's discussion will be around compromise, the beautiful word that I hate so much. (laughs) Yeah, we just learned Gabby is not a compromiser, apparently. No, no, not at all. Like, I I have had to compromise, but I am not a willing... You did not enjoy it. No. <laughs> we might do a little armchair psychology here. We might yeah, like do some no, digging right? back into the childhood. Are you are you um do you have siblings? Yes. Are you baby or the oldest? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Yes. So you in terms of like sibling dynamics, you probably didn't have to compromise no. unless you were interacting with your parents. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like imposed on you. But regardless, I don't know anyone that compromise is an outline of which no one everyone agrees to not win if we look at it as winning or losing or everyone agrees to just stay at a certain level it's there's no up or down it's like a trade-off okay so So if if there's no good thing about compromise it's like a medium i don't understand why people compromise i think people compromise because it's a it's kind of a socialist worldview i think that um we presently have a leader who is the epitome of not of 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 zero sum game negotiations of I'm winning and you're losing and how can we first of all I, pri- I he privileges winning he like talks about you know he's gonna we're gonna get tired of how much winning that he is going to do for us yeah. um, the people that support him like they accept the fact that he is a bully because he'll be a bully for them he will win for them at the expense of other people. Mm-hmm. And people believe that that is compromise. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it is. It and is, they compromise it, it is because compromise. it's an extreme, and they would rather take it down. It is than uh, to push back for it. Well, the thing is, like the the people who this is so weird. We're getting it meta, but the people who um it, who support him, the evangelicals in particular, are making a compromise of their own. Mm-hmm. They're compromising their moral values to achieve some other end, be it policy or. Um, psychological, you know, like feeling a certain way about themselves or feeling that they're hurting their enemies in some way. So, um, I think that... So when is compromise good? Compromise <laughs> is good. Compromise is good. <laughs> Should I shut up because no, you're going to say something? No, I want to hear what you define it as. Okay. I, I, I feel like compromise is good when the parties involved are operating in good faith with each other. And when they're trying to maximize the benefit for everybody. That's why I say it's kind of a socialist idea. And we're a very individualist American capitalist society that believes, like, you know, me and mine first and then everyone else second. Like, if you think about the good of the community, then what you want is compromise. You want to maximize the good for everyone. You want you don't want to um, come out ahead if someone else is, like, hurting as a result of that. But compromise tends to just postpone the actual issues of an argument. Um, I see that. I think we need to get into the weeds of like exactly how a compromise when, work. What compromise is good? What compromise is or bad? Well, okay, so, so we were talking before you turned on the mics, and I went off into this tangent about um, the Affordable Care Act. But um, Obama started his presidency with this notion of, you know, he, he gave a speech about there not being, being not a red America and a blue America, but, you know, the United States of America. His very notion of uniting the country and of trade-offs that would maximize the good for everyone. So the left, when, when he decided to tackle health care, the left wanted, like the extreme, the extreme left, oh God, like Fox News has like, con- con- <laughs> they corrupted my mind and made me use language the way that they use language. But anyway... <laughs> The far left, even that sounds bad. The left wanted single payer. And liberal Democrats, who aren't quite truly the left, or progressives or whatever, they wanted the public option. We ended up with a compromise, which was the Affordable Care Act. It was mm-hmm. Romney's um, 
state program tweaked for the, for the national stage. And Obama was trying to compromise there. Mm-hmm. This, but see, that would have worked if both parties in that debate had been operating in good faith. With the way that the Republicans saw that was, they weren't gonna. They were just gonna move the goalposts. So, mm-hmm. because compromise, I feel, is more about strategy rather than a mutual agreement. It's it's classified as a mutual agreement or settlement, but it's more used as strategy, especially in the realm of politics. Compromise is a strategy, and therefore, it's a strategic move it's, to postpone or move. Goals it it depends on your whether you're operating in good faith or not. Like if you're trying to win, then you can use compromise as a, a strategy to um, delay the other, like to, to ultimately win in the long term. Mm-hmm. I think that I always want to like draw um, parallels between these macro things like compromise and the big political scene and microcosm of like interpersonal relationships. If you're in a relate like a, a, a romantic relationship with someone, and you share a living space and you share like um, resources and all this other stuff, you share your lives. Ideally, you'd want to compromise. No, ideally, you want to move and operate in a sync manner. In which one I, of you wins and the other no, one? not not <laughs> in which you are not looking at it as a win or lose situation. It's not. Uh, compromise is not the ideal scenario or agreement. I wouldn't. You don't want to compromise on who washes the dishes by saying you wash the dishes tomorrow. What do you like? So your you therm- what, what temperature do you like? It your would just go and get <laughs> and wash the dishes. What temperature do you like your thermostat in your in your apartment? Um, it depends on the time of day. Just give me like a like sixty-eight. A, yeah, sixty-eight. No, I'm like probably like. 70? Some people like it warm. I had this feeling that you might like it. Like, anyway, I, I had a feeling that you might like it warm. Um, I like it cold. We both can't have what we want in that apartment. Mm-hmm. So, either one of us is going to win and the other is going to lose. Or, or we no. Break compromise. Yeah, you would not go like a deal breaker. Or <laughs> I, would, not... I would wear a sweater and socks around the house and stay warm. That's like... And you would be compromising. No. I would care about my own warmth and just do it. I wouldn't think twice about the fact that it would the heat be a, needs It would to be, be a compromise. You would have taken an action that you would not normally have taken if you weren't sharing that space um, with regard to the, you know saying like, yeah we wouldn't cohabitate this is the conundrum for us as a country this is like with this, kind of what the civil war was about you know this notion of we can't we both like two two different um, groups having a different take on what the rights what rights they had <laughs> and their inability to Compromise, and so like the 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 South's decision was we are not we're not going to cohabitate. We're going to break this union up. Mm-hmm. And but the way that it ended was through compromise, which just led to further postponing destruction and a, a second level of a system that was already no. harming another. Group the, of people. There was a previous compromise. There's been there was the, several compromises. Yeah, yeah. The Civil War was not a compromise. The Civil War was no. I'm refused. saying the ending of the of the Civil War was a compromise. The, following the end of the Civil War, there were multiple compromises made in order to maintain the peace. Not well. You mean after Reconstruction? During, before Reconstruction, as part of Reconstruction. I would say the allowance of Jim Crow laws is compromised. Yeah, yeah, but that's after that's after Reconstruction. That was um, the anyway. Are you saying it was more just like someone won, someone lost, and? Yeah, I'm saying okay. that that was an example of people not being able to compromise, and in that instance, compromise would have been a bad thing. I don't think that there was any way to compromise on the notion of freedom and yeah. black people being you know slaves or property or being human beings. Um, but, but they still compromise and allowed that to mm-hmm. take but, place. But, but, but to get back to my main point, yeah. which was that there are some instances where you can't 
choose to not cohabitate. You are forced to, we, we have to, you're all in this together. Mm -hmm. And that's like where we are as a country. We're all in this together. We have to live, I mean, we have to either live together or we have to like have some kind of catastrophic event that does harm to us. And to Mac, like if, if, if everyone acted in good faith and compromise would be a great thing because you would give up something and someone else would give up something and you would both, ha both have, you wouldn't both be completely as well off as you were. But you would minimize the harm to the other person so that, you know, you it's the ideal of compromise. I don't have any problem with the ideal of compromise. I think I am with you on the um, the practical state of affairs with how compromises tend to work out, which is that people operate in bad faith, that that people or parties or um, groups tend to act in their own self-interest and they use compromise as a tool to to delay the other person getting what they want. So, but that's cynical. That's not really compromise. Mm. Huh? Well, I think that does seem like the reality, but I feel like in an ideal world, like the definition of compromise would be two people or two groups talking something out and hearing each other's sides and then reaching like a conclusion that they both genuinely feel is like best for everyone. And like, like truly like thinking that's the best way to go and sort of abandoning their initial plan. But it seems but like- But then it's not, to me, that's <laughs> not a compromise at that point. I mean, you've reached a decision that this is in the best interest for both of us. Mm -hmm. I'm making that agreement. I realized that what I wanted for myself was entirely in in about what I thought was best. And now we've reached an agreement of what is actually best, mm -hmm. and now I believe in it, and I'm making that agreement. I'm no longer compromising. I'm not worried about winning. That is, but that's like an attitude. That's a world view. Like you've decided that it's not a compromise. It is a compromise. There, there are two up there. Um, there are three. There are at least three scenarios or three outcomes. There's the outcome where you win and the other person loses. There's mm -hmm. the outcome where they win and you lose. And there's the outcome of the draw, where yeah. you both win and lose equally. That is how I see the, the, the ideal version of the compromise. Mm -hmm. It's not like a, I mean, and you, I, could, you would be better off if the other person wasn't doing so well. I but don't think from, so. From, from a practical, pragmatic, soulless standpoint, you would. From a moral standpoint, or from like an like if you're an emotionally mature person, then it's not good to. Well, no, because if you think of like you brought up healthcare and people that choose to not be for healthcare under the notion that it will do harm to somebody else or keep somebody else from getting um, assistance at the expense of your tax dollars you are still doing harm to yourself because you are also without health care in that sense. Yeah. Or you are out, out of the mandatory, what should be mandatory basic needs, and you are compromising yourself for the matter of har harming someone else. See, People I, do not compromise. I agree with you, but at the same time, that is not a fully true because... Um, they're winning in some other realm. They're not winning in the in the realm of healthcare, but they're winning in the realm of their principle about whether the um, state should be um, um, supporting people in any way. Mm -hmm. They're they're winning in the application of their notion of how um, a, so, de a democracy should, how how um, capitalist or even fascistic a, de mm -hmm. a democracy should be. Um, so they're winning in that realm. They're by getting what they want. Compromise within themselves. Well, within their own means and needs. Yeah, but they don't see that as. A I know they don't see it as it, but I'm saying it is. I think right. a lot like, of people like, lack like a greater understanding too, which I think complicates things. But yeah. the, we've come back to this being about how you see something, about mm -hmm. your attitude towards something. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's the actual facts on the ground of what happens, and then there's like how you perceive what mm -hmm. happened. So maybe on a certain level, it's about it's about those how you how you look at conflicts and and what what you want out of resolving them. Mm -hmm. Do you look at it as a 
a situation where you want to win, the other person wants to lose. Or do you want? Do you, do you look at it in, as in a situation where you want the good maximized for everyone? So I had prompted the question of why do we still compromise? Why is compromise in the modern world still considered a solution? What's the alternative? Is the alternative would be if we looked at it as three options: win, lose, or compromise. And the alternative was only win or lose. And people were forced to have a conversation and reach an agreement in which they believed that it was in the best interest of all parties and therefore no one is winning and losing. Wouldn't people be able to compromise? Yeah, but that'd be a compromise. No, because I felt <laughs> the notion, I the I notion of compromise, this, people believing yeah. that we, what people believe as a compromise usually is not the ideal re- compromise, if that makes sense. It's not uh, the actual act of what a true compromise should be. Mm-hmm. Does that make I that think make so. sense? I think so. So you, to you, like how you see a compromise or how you feel like people see compromise is like you're sacrificing something that you want for the benefit of someone else or to like you know put something put a disagreement or put an issue on pause or something Mm -hmm. at least for the time being whereas if you were to just duke it out basically in some sense I mean if that if you're talking like individual people that would be like a talk or like a fight if you're talking like Two parts of a country. I don't. I don't know what that looks like. Um, a debate. <laughs> a debate, I guess. Um, and then, but I guess then it's like, but when people debate, it seems like at least in our country, people debate to win or lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Like you, ideally, like hash it out. Like just bring it all to the table. Give your both of your points of view, and then ideally, like realize like based on listening to what each person is saying be like oh okay I've changed my mind a little bit based on what you're saying so and then you kind of naturally meet in the middle and like you in your mind that's not like there's a different word for that right like Mm -hmm. it's not compromise like agreement or something I don't know but (laughs) yeah it feels like you're it feels I don't want to put this in your mouth but it feels like they're like you have a you have a connotation associated with compromise that poisons the idea of it for you but the actual action of what at least I look at as compromises you're not against that no and another thing that occurs to me is that I think sometimes there's a distinction between one person compromising and and, and, and conflict and what I think would be true compromise where in order for compromise to work it has to be we we are compromising you we are both yeah. Doing this together. So what I'm going to say, like, if you say to someone you compromised on that, it has a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Something we know was that. compromised. Like, so, it was Yes, it's right. not a positive yeah. word or language, yeah. and we don't use it in a positive nature. So, like, saying, why do we strive for something that we also hold in such a negative connotation towards when someone compromises or takes part in compromises. So I'm just throwing out there, like, if we destroyed that word, and those were no longer your options. Yeah. See, then, as a word person, I have a problem with... Well, see, the, <laughs> I, what, I, what I feel is that the problem is not compromise. The problem is how language gets poisoned yeah. and changed. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with, like, the word liberal. Mm-hmm. Or, like I was saying at the beginning of this, the far left or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Fox News does a great job of taking terms and poisoning what they mean so you know like they they found a way to talk about immigrants as being illegal aliens mm-hmm. and they they talk about the you know people like like there was a for a long time before trump pulled his full racist ass you know like his pull pulled his full racistness into full view when was that well <laughs> I guess it's just been a flower that continues to bloom and get bigger and bigger. Um, but um, the Republicans used to talk about the kids in, um, in DACA as being, you know, blameless, innocent, because they are at the very, you know, they're, they're kids who were brought here and had no say in the matter and have been living here 
all their lives and are American except for a technicality. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Republicans decide to close ranks behind him and um, support him with regard to his shift on DACA, they started calling them illegal aliens. And that shift in language, you know, the fact that they're illegal, first of all, alien, that word alien, it dehumanizes who you're talking about. And then illegal, so that criminalizes it. Now you're, you're, you're a law-breaking, dehumanized Creature. invader. Yeah who is 15 years old and speaks English and doesn't speak a word of Spanish and has been, you know, goes to the mall and, you know, you're... <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and so, but the, 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 this, it just shows the power of language and of how, mm-hmm. how... This gets to my frustration with what happened with our whole shutdown, aborted shutdown that Schumer horribly executed. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I've heard some things of like people saying how it was he's kind of strategically have manipulated and cornered them. But me too. Me I too. wanted to hear from Barry, yes. the copywriter, <laughs> how like can I get rid of the word compromise? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. So like with like what you were just saying about the phrase illegal aliens, like that was this phrase that was created, and it's so harsh and it like casts these people in a whole new light with the word like compromise it's like it's not a new word and what's interesting to me is that it's on the surface it's to me at least it sounds very nice you know like it's like oh yeah compromise the great compromise or the you know people come to an agreement or something. I know. How many people, like, have went to war and died following the Great Compromise? Sure, right. But, yeah, no, but I get your point. Like, when you actually look at it a little deeper, like, and also just the very definition of the word compromise, like, like something was compromised, lives were compromised, um, it's actually, it's not a great word to represent, like, a true agreement or understanding, because, like, it does actually indicate that something that someone cared about or something that was important was given up and not necessarily happily or, or like, mm-hmm. willingly. Um, so, yeah, I think that's interesting. So maybe it's, it's like, yeah, what, like, I, I just wonder, like, what does the world or the country really see a compromise as? Like, do they take your view more or do, on the surface? I think... Everyone has this ideal notion of what compromise is. They think of it as in their purest form. Yeah. But then again, the act of somebody compromising or thinking that someone has been compromised is negative. And we have already established that as negative. Mm -hmm. So we've created this dual kind of reality for a word in action that does not fit in society I think, especially in terms of our politics, in terms of determining our moral views, determining how we interact with one another, why would I want to use a word in action in which on one hand I can take it really negatively and one hand I can think of it as this utopia mm-hmm. word that is going to create world peace. Right. I don't believe that that is <laughs> Skepticism, case. okay. So, <laughs> this word... I hope you're Googling it. I, I did. I did Google so, it. So, um, the first definition is as a noun. It's an agreement or a settlement of a dispute that, a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions, an ability to listen to two sides in a dispute and devise a compromise acceptable to both. Mm-hmm. I think that is what the. the both sides making concessions, yeah, yeah. but not mutual concessions. And then also, what's definition two? Because maybe this is just so, a really de- effed up word. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what I was going to get at, which is that, first of all, words can have multiple meanings. Mm-hmm. And depending on context, the context will determine what the actual in, like true meaning of a word is. Yes. It's not just the word by itself. I think that the problem comes with the fact that there is a... Uh, there is a sort of a straight meaning of that word, and there's the word as it has been changed by connotation, Mm -hmm. and that if you have two parties in an agreement trying to do this thing, and one or more of the parties looks at the act of compromise, but they they also are looking at it through that lens of the, of the, um, the, the negative meaning, 
And that gives them less of an incentive to truly want to compromise. Right. Or they because they genuinely aren't into coming to a mutual thing. They just want what they want. Right. But yeah. but even like you can like you can use this in a sentence. You can say the two people are going to compromise and one person looks at the act of compromising as being compromised and they don't want to compromise as much in this mm-hmm. compromise. Mm-hmm. So like I think that ultimately what we want is in a like a plural society like ours we want people to come to agreements make mutual concessions for their common good and regardless of what language you use to call that what that is mm-hmm. that is what we want mhm so in what world is compromise a solution when dealing with human lives? Mm-hmm. Dealing with the physical, the emotional uh, ability and like survival of people. And we often hear the notion of compromise or use the word compromise, especially in politics or in our day-to-day lives when we are talking about things that deeply affect the livelihood of people. And this is why I get upset with the word compromise. We compromise when talking about issues such as race. We compromise when talking about issues such as sexual harassment and rape. We compromise when it comes to immigration. But who is the we? I'm saying people do it all the time. Yeah, but I'm saying who is the we in the compromising? I think that that is always one-sided compromising, which is not really compromising. That's like compromising. So individuals compromising, like, within themselves, and compromising within interactions with one another, compromising within a state of government on those issues. I think we're still, I think we're still using compromise in that negative sense. In the negative connotation sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's which, what I'm saying is I don't believe that there is a positive there, uh, way or connotation of using compromise when it's regarding people's right. lives. I can, yeah, I think I think I see what you're saying. Because, and yeah, it's like a, like a human right is a human right, right? Like that's, you shouldn't, there's no compromise. Like, and I, I think an interesting like point of conversation would be like, well, if this is where we are in our world and this is how it is and there's this whole group of people that just doesn't get it yet, like, is, you know, little by little compromise or whatever, like, the way to go to gradually, you know, get somewhere. Like, to me, that's really shitty and unfortunate. Like, that it shouldn't be a thing. Like, that should be a thing that people can just understand now, like, wake up and, like, treat people decently. But, yeah, like, is that... Is that what we have to do? But that's not a. I still remember. <laughs> that's not a compromise. That's a compromise in the. That's not the compromise in the sense of it being a positive thing. That's a mm-hmm. compromise in the sense of. I think a better word for that would be sacrifice, mm-hmm. than compromise. When you give up something and the other person in the in, in in the interaction doesn't give up anything. The group, the the unit is not compromising. One person is compromising. One person is sacrificing. And that's not a fair um, situation. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I am just as, you know, angry by, uh, as you are at that and like, annoyed and looking at that with like, a, you know, with, with a negative attitude. It's not, that is not the way that humans should interact with each other. Um, so, yeah, with regard to the human rights, there's no way to... I mean, I'm trying to think about some kind of way that you could use the true, or what I would like to think of as the true meaning of compromise with regard to human rights, and I can't really... Like where two groups or two people are, you know, hashing something out. Like, it's such a big nebulous thing. Yeah, I think that... Let's see, maybe... um, Let's wait to a big nasty one. (laughs) Um, Abortion. Mm -hmm. So, I'm pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to say pro-choice to soften it up in the country. <laughs> in a I'm pro-abortion. Sometimes people need to have abortions. Mm-hmm. People need to be able to have abortions. Um, 
I think that if the pro-life and pro-choice um, communities were able to act in good faith with each other, which would mean that the pro-life communities were to, would act in good faith, which I feel like they don't. <laughs> but if in that situation, you could achieve a situation where um, for the pro-lifers, you would be able to lower the amount of abortions by simply promoting contraception. They could, there's a way for them to kind of get what they want, which is mm -hmm. no abortions. They can get like fewer abortions if they would fully jump on board with Planned Parenthood, fully engage in all the situations where unplanned pregnancies happen mm -hmm. before people got pregnant. I'm not saying that 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 they are that that this I'm, I I believe that that shouldn't even be necessary that people should just be able to like you know have abortions if they need to but they don't even operate in good faith what but, they want is something else completely but they don't something want, like that will require either one or two things to happen they compromise on their morals or with or their minds are changed on. The issue. Right. And as we can see from the Trump presidency, it's just impossible for evangelicals to compromise on their morals. <laughs> you know? So, I, That's I mean, true. they just can't. So, we can't really expect them to do something like that with. Um, yeah, like with, a real with, with, compromise. Yeah. Has to be, like, you just got. We have to understand that they're, they're just so tied to their. Their morals. Their morals. They're just so tied to living Christ like lives. And yeah, and from the attitudes towards the poor. You know, we can just see that. So that is obviously an unstarter. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I maintained my drive. <laughs> I usually bust up sooner than that. Oh yeah. No, it's a really interesting thing. And it's so like twisted and messed up. And yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Like, yes, there's the definition of compromise, but then there's how politicians actually use it mm -hmm. um, and I think it's not really the true sense of the word and I think that gives compromise a bad name and yeah I think there's a lot of things giving compromise a bad name and also maybe it just is a bad name. So can either of you guys give me a good example of compromise that does not involve the sense of a relationship. Right. Because it's, it is you are not truly compromising in a relationship if over a long period of time, you, that has become a way of life. Mm -hmm. And it's also a voluntary thing, whereas, yes. you know, a whole but, bunch of people living in a country together, I mean, kind, kind of voluntary, sure, but like, you know, um, you're born into it, you're, you live here. Yeah. <laughs> you live on, in a system. Um, let's see. I'm bad at coming at things off the top of my head, but but so the, I don't know if I actually don't think this is a great example, but um, so after prohibition was repealed, um, was was repealed in the South, they have a compromise way of dealing with that, which mm -hmm. is that there are dry dry counties and wet counties, and so. It's not complete. I mean, you can still have like places where alcohol is illegal, or it's illegal for you know a certain time period of time. They've like found this middle ground between it being illegal and being mm -hmm. legal. Well, I suppose that's a compromise. And, and are both parties happy with it? Um, they live with it. I doubt mm -hmm. that both parties are happy. So with then, it. is it compromise? I think that's where I'm wondering. Like to me, How's, is, but I is think it causing that, severe harm? I think when that I don't also think it's, becomes an issue of I don't think it's causing severe harm. And but, I, but the thing is, I don't think that both parties are happy, but I think that either party would be more unhappy with the change in this in the um, status quo. The people that um, are teetotalers would be upset if their, their dry counting became, you could go to the liquor store and buy some Jack Daniels and... And the people who like to get turned up would be upset and <laughs> went completely dry. Sure. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So that's, that's a bad example, though. So they're happier than they would be if it was just the complete win lose zero sum situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking about the situation that we're in as a country, this polarized climate, and how we all have to live together. For me, it always feels like we're in a car driving somewhere, and there's a crazy uncle that pulls, turns the wheel and pulls the car in the ditch whenever two of the kids don't stay home. The minorities and the women. <laughs> when they stay home, then mom isn't strong enough to keep the car on the road, and crazy uncle turns it and pulls it in the ditch. Um, but we're all in this car together, and some people want to go in this one direction, and other people want to go in this other direction. And we, have, we can't go in both directions. So we have to find a direction that is at some way acceptable to both of us. And what's the best way to get there, I guess, would be my next question. Well... Knock the uncle over the head. Knock the uncle over the head and put him in the trunk. (laughs) Do you have any good examples of compromise? Because when I think of the current issues, Mm -hmm. I think of a compromise. If we wanted to find a compromise, is trading the lives, the livelihood, and the future of children for billions of dollars towards a wall and income of big corporations that will be building this wall, be supplying the troops that are going to be out there that will not be American troops. They will be private company guards that will be along these borders. The drones, the technology companies that are big private corporations, billions of dollars to fund them and increase their profits at the cost of millions of children. The word compromise does not belong in that sentence. Yeah, you see that. But I'd like to hear examples of a good compromise. I feel like it would have to be something on a smaller scale, you know? Uh, And I think... I'm sure that there has been something like there's been some law or something where both parties say two politicians or um, a state voting like it was maybe kind of split at the beginning and then all the information was put on the table people thought about it and voted and truly came to something that like both sides agreed on. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably still, we're still in the realm of things like maybe a liquor law, even though I know what you were saying, like both parties still aren't necessarily completely happy, but. I don't know if there's a way to have a compromise where both parties are happy. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the point is I that see. no part, no, neither party's going to be happy. What they're going to mm-hmm. be is able to accept the outcome. So even but something I like, feel like that's not what we believe is actually a compromise. Or maybe that's just like not what I believe, but mm-hmm. I rarely hear people addressing making compromises as, well, I agree that we were both, no, no one's going to be happy. There usually is this notion that we've reached a compromise and it's this great thing that has that is possible if we try to make it possible, in which we will settle all disputes over this compromise. I'm gonna compromise this audio by eating the spring roll. <laughs> Sorry, it's cold now. <laughs> um, one thing I wanna do is I want, I wanna be more utilitarian and almost get us away from the word compromise. Sure. Because I feel like the bigger issue is how to resolve conflicts between people who are, or groups who are at odds. Yeah. And so like that tainted word, I will, I will grant you that that word is tainted and that mm-hmm. maybe, maybe there's other words that we can use for how we um, negotiate agreements between people who are at odds. But ultimately I think that regardless of whatever word you use, that the ideal situation is not gonna be one where, where um, both of the parties in conflict are happy. That is 
really hard to achieve. I think sometimes it can be achieved very rarely through some kind of innovative, like, But do both parties need to necessarily be happy? If one party is is wrong, if the issue, like, such as owning people... But it's also relative. ...is wrong, do we compromise? Do In we a democracy, need- we do. Here's the, it, it, this, this is a messy system that we're in. The person who pays no attention, mm-hmm. their vote matters just as much as mine, who have, like, I'm obsessed with reading all the news media and following every particular issue. My vote is just, it matters just as much as the person who's not paying attention and the person who thinks it's funny to write Mickey Mouse on the ballot. Our votes are all the same. We We all have the same rights. We don't compromise. When we talk about saying what is a human agreement of life and liberty, we do not look at it as something that we would compromise. We would not compromise on our own lives or the lives of our family members. There are compromises we make even with our, um, our human rights. Like in terms of freedom, true, complete freedom... For one individual, will involve their ability to harm others. Yes. There are laws, there are constraints on our liberty. There's constraints on our free speech. Like you can't yell, shout fire in a crowded theater because you might cause harm to others. There are actually compromises everywhere. Compromises in even in the um, present abortion law. Um, abortion is legal until a certain time. But here's the thing: we have agreed as a society that. Me just going out and killing somebody is wrong, right? Well, we kind of agree that we well, now we then we say what's the justification? Unless your name is um, what's his name? How, how did um, we get there? Who killed Trayvon Martin? Zip George Zimmerman. Yeah, unless you're George Zimmerman, that's okay. If you're George Zimmerman, or if you're a cop and you're scared. Yeah. Right. So. Okay. Compromises are everywhere. Um, they're not intrinsically... I don't think the compromises are intrinsically good or bad. I think that the best compromises are the ones that are most egalitarian. And that often the problem comes and the reason that the term is so tainted now is because they usually aren't egalitarian. Usually someone loses. Someone is not as good at negotiating. Someone is a Schumer negotiating and not really having figured out what they're going to do when they decide to um, vote to shut the government down instead of having like a concrete media plan and a a plan for how they're going to blame the Republicans instead of just hoping that it's it's going to work and then seeing it blow up in their face and then having to dial it back. And I'm so angry. I'm going to eat this spring roll. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Okay. I'm sorry. So... I'm going to shut up. I'm so What would you compromise on? <laughs> well, would I? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just like in my personal life or mm-hmm. if I were in charge of... Some personal life? Yeah, well, that's actually an exercise I did recently. Uh, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> right? Just making a list. Like, let's say just in life or like in a relationship, like a list of things that you absolutely need to have to like be happy and then the things that you know absolutely make you unhappy. And then you just know those things, and then when you go forward in relationships or jobs or whatever, you can reference it and be like, wait, no, like, I've listed this as something that I clearly need or don't want, so if this person or this job or this thing has or doesn't have that, like, that's going to define whether I move forward with it. So... Yeah. I feel like hunger is the only thing that would drive me to compromise. Yeah. Like, if I'm not hungry for, I don't know, hummus and chips. Sure. Or it's not a type of hummus and chips I like. Unless I've reached a point of dire hunger, mm-hmm. I just won't eat it. There's no need for me to compromise on my taste buds. That's well, how I feel about it. When you compromise. go out for friends, with Pete for, like, with friends and have pizza. Mm-hmm. People compromise. They get something silly like pepperoni and cheese because that's the safest option that's going to maximize. Yeah, but I would just, happiness. I wouldn't think that deep. I just wouldn't eat pepperoni pizza if I'm not in the mood for pepperoni pizza. I'm not that hungry. Right. If I'm hungry, then right, but you might be I've in the mood. Compromised. You might be in the mood for a specific kind of pizza, but you're willing to eat the pepperoni. 
even though you would ideally want the uh, roasted garlic and uh, the goat cheese. That, that's <laughs> what Pagliacci says. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's my favorite of theirs. <laughs> Pagliacci's. Um, Get some like product placement product in there. Yeah. <laughs> Enough product placement. <laughs> no. What kind of chips? What kind of? Oh, we're eating um, Athenos baked pita chips. Yeah, and when we first started this, we were going to talk about <laughs> the kind of wine we were drinking. Yeah, each wine. Oh, okay. Nice. Some wine. Sponsored yes. by Arca Nova from Portugal. 2016. Is that, is that tough for me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm going to try to pour wine without making a bunch of crazy noises on your shit. I know. I feel like I'm trying to like lean this way, like chew. I don't really know if it's working out for me. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, Anyhow. So yeah. So I don't know, like specific things that I'll compromise on. Um, I, I don't know. I think I know like the absolute knots right now more so than the things that I would compromise on. Yeah. Like I'm like, no cigarettes. <laughs> Right? I feel yeah. like as you get older, you become, you start to Shut know up. what you don't. You know what, you two people who are not old and have no idea of what it is to be but older. But here's the thing, I would not compromise on cigarettes. I would not compromise on listening to young people talk about how they're getting I older. would not compromise on cigarettes. I'm saying that as you get older, you start to know yourself mm -hmm. and realize the things you are willing to compromise on and not willing to compromise. Are you a and smoker? No. Oh, okay. I'm not a smoker. Well, you mean you wouldn't compromise on being in a relationship with someone yeah. who smokes? Yes, or I'm smoking okay, I in my like, life. I thought you were I'm, like, I'm going to compromise on Black and Miles or versus <laughs> Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> but people that are smokers feel that way, right? Yes, yes, they do. My mom would never compromise on menthol. She hates right? those. They're horrible. So there's some things that people are, like, willing to compromise on. And that should be okay. Yeah. It should be okay that we are not compromising on something, and especially when it comes to human lives. It should be okay that we're not willing to compromise. Then what's the better way to get where you want to go? What's the better way? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like that's ultimately feel, how the, the root of our conversation, even though we get keep looping back around to compromise, this problematic word is how do we resolve these kind of conflicts? So we have this conflict specifically. I think that the... The spark of this whole conversation is what happened with DACA and... Um, yes. Yeah. So, what is the solution there? If you have a population who are in power or have political power, even if, when they're not in power, and who are diametrically opposed to your position, mm -hmm. what do you do? Well, first, it would be laying out education true knowledge Change of what it means about being DACA and not awareness and acceptance of what is false and not using false claims to move your agenda, to feed your agenda. It would be laying out the true motives behind each agenda. Uh-huh. And so And now therefore... No, I the, 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 then it can go into democracy. Then it can go into a real true debate. Then it can go to a real uh, true nature of finding solutions. Not a compromise, because it, compromise in this situation means a strategy in which we move the pendulum in a way that favors us or them now, 10 months from now, a year from now. So, I love that. I love that. But then I look around my country and I see people who do not believe in facts. They do not believe in verifiable things. They believe in feelings. They believe in tribalism. Mm -hmm. And there is no way to speak to them. There is no current way to convince them. When I look at the situation, I feel like we have two things that we need to be working on. The short-term thing and the long-term thing. And as far as like changing minds goes and changing hearts, that's, I feel like that's a long-term project. That's something that we cannot do in an election cycle. And so then we have the short-term goal. So <clears throat> as far as how we get out of the situation that we're in, where we're like diametrically opposed to uh, a 
a population of people of power who will not see things the way that we see them. My only solution... I think they are fully aware of the way that we see them, but their pockets... Well, they don't are more dry, you know, carry more they, uh, motives. Well, no, yeah, I don't I don't think that they don't they don't see things the way we see them. They know how we see them. They don't agree. They believe that we are wrong and they cannot be convinced that that they cannot be convinced convinced to be self-reflective to take a look at just take a step back and look at the situation and then reassess. I think that in a good faith relationship, that's what's necessary for both sides. Okay. You come into conflict. You both want something. It seems to be different. You seem to be at odds. You both need to be able to take a step back and go, okay, let me suspend my, my um, assumptions. Let me re-examine the information and then reconvene. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. And that's not going to happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I agree with you. And right. that's what we so, are, why I call bullshit on actual compromise. So, how? So, <laughs> I, look, I'm not saying that compromise is going to get us out of this. <laughs> I was just like seeing compromise and the notion of compromise as the sparking point for this conversation. And I still don't think that compromise is a bad thing, ideally. I think that compromise is, is not helpful in this situation because we have people who don't negotiate in good faith with us. Mm -hmm. I felt like if the other side, the other side were to negotiate in good faith with us, we might get somewhere, but that that is not going to be possible, which is why I was saying we have like long-term and sh short-term goals that we need to be focused on. The long-term goal is changing hearts and minds. The short-term goal is voting around them. And I see, I was so disappointed to see Doug Jones um immediately start doing that wishy-washy conservative Democrat thing that he did. Immediately. He completely forgot. Uh, the day after the election, he started making comments about people need to lay off of Donald Trump and yeah. sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah, and it's just so, it's so frustrating because the Democrats have this, the, the, yeah, the white Democrats have this, I call it the Thanksgiving dinner problem. This is, the, this is our like, Thanksgiving dinner problem. The problem is that every year they go home for Thanksgiving and they see Uncle Ralph. They love Uncle Ralph. Uncle Ralph says horrible things about black people and Mexicans, mm -hmm. but Uncle Ralph took them to Disneyland. <laughs> Uncle Ralph takes them hunting. They love Uncle Ralph. They know deep down inside in his heart he's a good man. He just has these problematic views. And if they can keep coming to him every year, for Thanksgiving and having conversations with them, eventually they can change Uncle Ralph's mind. You can't change Uncle Ralph's mind. Mm. Uncle Ralph is a racist motherfucker. <laughs> so what do you think they should do? Just sit, call that out? Put Uncle Ralph in the closet. Right. <laughs> Lock the Uncle way. Ralph in the closet when, 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 when so, November 7th rolls around. <laughs> accidentally tell Uncle Ralph that the, the election is on November 8th. <laughs> My mind went directly towards how we feel people should address domestic violence. We don't tell people, <laughs> just keep talking to him until, you know, and eventually he'll change his mind to stop being you. We don't do that. We, no, instead we put energy and say, get away, get away, this is wrong. Run as far as you can and I will help hide you. Get out the house, girl. Get out the house. It's watching a scary movie. Wait, get out. Run. Wasn't Jennifer Lopez in Enough? Yes. Or, wait till he goes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Put that bar of soap into that pillowcase and beat the shit out of that motherfucker. <laughs> um, but those, you know, that abusive husband is not out negotiating good faith. <laughs> so you can't compromise with them. Yeah. So uh, uh, what, what I'm saying though is like short term, um, and it's so it's so frustrating to see um, Doug Jones and to see other like white Democrats make this mistake, this Thanksgiving dinner mistake that they make, which is that he, he sees those black voters who, those black women voters who elected him in Alabama as a fluke. And he sees the voters that he needs to talk to as the swing white voters. Uh -huh. And he doesn't want to alienate them because when the next election comes around, that's who he's talking to them because he completely has forgotten about how he got where he needed to go. Yeah. The worst part is that Alabama is not even as black as Mississippi or Louisiana or Florida. All those votes are on the table. 
if Democrats would realize and vote around, vote around Uncle Ralph, go out and get other people to cancel Uncle Ralph's vote and decide that, okay, for years, black voters have been getting on the bus, getting on the train and helping you win whenever you win in these elections. This time, you get on their train. Mm -hmm. Let them lead. Go to their communities first and say, uh, how, can, how, can we, um, how can we counteract the, um, the structures in our system, the racist structures in our system that keep um, black wages low, that keep you know, um, black, black people um, graduated from college at lower rates, all mm -hmm. this other stuff. Because this, the, 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 the craziest thing is that if you just develop things with regard to helping people of color, it would help everybody. But that would be the, the truth. That, that would be the comes tr with the notion that we have to give up this understanding that we would have to compromise on our own needs, our own sure. wages. Yeah, it's that, like, like the Women's March the other week, it's, that's the whole story behind all the signs that were like, it's not pie. Like, just because you, like, lift someone else up or give someone something, it doesn't mean you're losing your chunk, like, you're losing your slice or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't even th believe that a lot of politicians like Doug Jones believes that notion that it's not about compromising in terms of getting black wages up. It's not about compromising the wages of white people. It's about equality, that everyone gets a fair wage, you know? Well, I mean, here's the thing. You could, all you do is you could look at what are the things, what are the structures and um, problems, the structural problems that are keeping black wages low, that are making it harder for black people? You could then specifically address those things via policy, and what you did would help everybody. It would just help everybody. Yeah. And you, and, but you would start off helping the people that get you elected whenever, they, whenever, you get, whenever your ass gets elected. It's because of these people. Instead of ignoring them. Yeah. And then there would just be that ripple effect that it would be the it would be I call it trickle up economics. <laughs> you it's know, trickle it up economics. Reminds me of something like you know healthcare and like mandatory <laughs> requirements <laughs> that was just like just supposed to help people that didn't have healthcare and that were really poor. But then it turns out that you with six figures now your child who is in college can stay on your parents' health insurance. You at six figures can now have a little bit longer of maternity leave, can now have a little bit more, you know, <laughs> when it comes to medical care and coverage when you're in the hospital or when you're struggling with health care needs that just pop up, you know, as you go on. I wonder, when we were just thinking, oh, we were just trying to help those poor, sad people. How did I end up getting something out of this? Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Yeah, Because yeah. it's a pie that grows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think we've come to the point of, of a rant. Of a rant. Are you ready for a rant? I think I'm ready for a rant. Who's I just have to say I really liked the Uncle Ralph metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting the vibe of Barry has yeah. a rant boiling up. Maybe. I probably there. do. It may be, I always have a rant. So yeah. Shoot off some topics, though. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to pause it. You can nicely yeah. enjoy the sweet sounds of yeah. today's music. Ooh, and a chip. Go on! Okay, so tonight's rant is apparently kicking off with conspiracy theories. So conspiracy! I don't even know. Can you get that in five minutes? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I guess the thing on my mind is more conspiracy, less of a rant. But, um, so you know the whole, whole uh, nuclear alarm thing that went off in Hawaii a week or two ago? Mm -hmm. um, and tons of people were super scared. They got this notification on their phone and were, like, taking cover and everything. Thought they were going to die. And turned out to be like a false alarm. Like they said, it was human error or something. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my coworkers actually was there, visiting Hawaii, <laughs> um, and she's still like very traumatized from it. I would imagine yes. people yeah. have PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. 
I also would like wonder how many people actually like actually died and had a heart attack totally. or yeah, or got hurt trying to get out of somewhere. Yeah. Like who knows? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that happened. Um, but apparently, a couple days later, the same thing happened in Japan. Yeah. yeah. And that was also a quote-unquote false alarm, mm-hmm. human error. And it's like, who's accidentally hitting all these buttons? So the theory and is that... And those two exact buttons? Yeah, exact same ones. And so the th- conspiracy theory is that there actually was something going on. Um, and they were able to stop it or do something. Yeah. But they just didn't want people to really know that that's what was happening. And then you know how Trump has been golfing constantly lately? I keep seeing all this stuff, like, all this crazy stuff is going on in the world, and meanwhile, Trump's over at his golf course. Well, the other part of the theory that is, is that they're just having him go and golf a lot so that he's out of the way so that they can deal with the real shit going on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I, think I mean, that, that like, it's pretty, pretty clear that, that, um, that Kelly is trying to manage... Um, how much um, how much in the information that comes to him and the people that talk to him so mm-hmm. they would want him to be out of the loop as much as possible yeah so. and I also say that he um, he gets up so late now because mm-hmm. that's the only that's his executive time which Kelly likes because the less time he's in the Oval Office the better mm-hmm. but because he's he gets up so late that's when he's like on Twitter. Twitter and like you know watching Fox News. That's the time uh, when he has his like his special TV time where he sits in around in his fucking bathrobe and twi- <laughs> tweets and shit. By his golden throne. Oh. Did you see oh, that? I saw. I I was all over that. Like the Guggenheim was like, no, you cannot have a Van Gogh, but we have this solid gold toilet for <laughs> for all your <that> shit. <laughs> Titled America. Yes. <laughs> oh um, my goodness. Um. Yeah. So that yeah, the nuclear the nuclear alert thing that was I just can't imagine like living there and ha- thinking that you might have fifteen yeah. fifteen minutes to live and mm-hmm. get home and, and talk to people. Um, they said something about it being a drop down menu that a person mm-hmm. is supposed to <laughs> yeah. So there's like a drop down menu and like the person is supposed to click on it and they have like these different choices and there and the, and I guess somehow they clicked on it and scrolled down to the law to the to the very bottom. And click the click the wrong thing. So twice. Well, like that's the, that's the one in Hawaii. I don't know yeah. exactly what the how okay. things are set up in Japan, but yeah. they're probably on the same system, you know. <laughs> it's just a multiple choice question. <laughs> My conspiracy theory is not that, but that it's like some kind of a Russian hacking thing, mm. where the Russians are trying to show that they have control or influence on these kind of really. Um, Complex sensitive, yeah, yeah, sensitive complex systems. Because if they could do that, every time I think about this stuff, it's just, I get so full of rage. Just think, <laughs> think about if there was like a nuclear operator near Washington D.C. and then it happened. Yeah, Trump has to be the one to make that decision of whether or not we launch. We've had several instances where the United States was really, really close to nuclear war. Or the Russians were really, really close to launching their missiles because of a mistake, because of an error, because of a miscalculation. Um, the Russians, there was one guy who was like, he was supposed to launch the missiles, but he used, trusted his gut and was like, no, this is a, this is a, this is a glitch. This is like a, this thing that I see of the Americans launching their missiles towards us. It is a technical error. I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to do, and that's why we can walk around in our, with water that doesn't glow in the dark right now because. <laughs> Because this guy trusted his gut rather than the system. And like the Cuban Missile Crisis, we got super close to it. During the Reagan administration, we had got super close to nuclear war and all these times. And now we have... Now it can all happen with a tweet. I need more wine. I need more wine. I bet this timer's going to go off in a second. But there's this thing my friend at work and I discovered, I guess in 1953 or something, these atomic scientists made a doomsday clock. Thing and it was just based on yeah there it goes. There it goes. <laughs> That's the doomsday clock. <laughs> <laughs> done. Time's up. <laughs> um, but it was based on things like whenever we're from like the Cuban Missile Crisis, so like all these risky things that have happened over the years until now, and they set it for like six minutes or whatever. It was so at like eleven something, and then once it hit midnight, like that was doomsday so the whole thing is like six minutes long and throughout the years they've set it back and forward 
X amount of seconds or minutes based on what's going on. And right now, we are the closest to Doomsday. I think that we've been since, wow, which like crazy event was it? Um, was it the Cuban Missile Crisis? It might have or? actually been that. Yeah. yeah, or like this the big like arms race thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, so we, we can come back from it. Like we've come way back from it before, but yeah, we're pretty close right now. Just with like Trump stuff. Yeah. Can I North Korea? Close. Yeah. Close. Bliss. Missile crisis isn't something to compromise on. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us. us. You can message us at soundcloud.com forward slash since you're not racist. Listen to us by adding since you're not racist on your iTunes playlist. Tweet us at synr underscore podcast and visit us on Tumblr at since you're not racist dot tumblr dot com.